Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online. to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Tonight on my Talking Points, Joe Biden is falsely claiming that he predicted 9-11. Now there's a stretch for you folks. Joe Biden is making the incredible claim that he predicted 9-11, and yet he didn't have clue one that it was going to happen. No one did. I don't care what anybody tries to claim that it was an inside job or what have you. The fact that it happened, the fact that nearly 3,000 people died because of terrorism, well, 
I got news for you. You can't tell me that it wasn't a terrorist attack. And I'll tell you something right now. I don't give a fuck about the, about that uh, Tower 7, okay? I'll tell you why. Because I've heard too many conspiracy theories about it, way too much bullshit about it. There's been more flip-flop information about it than Carter's got liver pills and about him. So unfortunately, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, unless someone can present to me physical evidence that will support and substantiate the allegations that have been made about it, that South Tower, you know, the one that went down hours later, (laughs) I don't want to hear it. I'm serious. I just don't want to fucking hear it. Now, tomorrow will mark the 19th anniversary of the worst attack on our nation since Pearl Harbor. And I don't really want to sit here and dwell on every little thing about it, but, you know, in a way, you can't help but look at what happened on that day. You know, where were we on September 11, 2001? What were we doing that day that, you know, we may have not thought about in 19 years. I mean, I remember very clearly what I was doing on that day. I spent the night over at a friend's house and, well, I'll tell you the rest of the story. I'll tell you the whole story about that tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, and 6 Pacific Time when Firefox News Online presents its annual September 11 memorial broadcast. We're going to try I'm not guaranteeing it, but we're going to try to avoid a lot of politics. We're going to talk about where we were on that fateful day 19 years ago and what we were doing. I know that's a long time to think about, you know, 19 years. And it's hard to believe it's been that long. But I remember it like it was yesterday. And like I said, I'll tell you the whole story about where I was and what I was planning on doing and so forth uh, tomorrow night on that special broadcast. Um, Joe Biden's claims come on the heels of a lot of gaffes, a lot of verbal blunders, the likes of which, you know, I haven't seen a candidate pull since, well, Hillary Clinton. I mean, let's face the reality. Joe Biden claiming he predicted 9-11 and all this other shit. I mean, it's almost like Al Gore and his claim that he invented the Internet. You know, I mean, really? Are we going to go down this incredible path of stupid? Of course we are. He's Joe Biden. He's going to make these verbal gaffes, and he's going to say all this stupid crap. And this is why he's not going to win the presidential election in November. I mean, uh, what person in their right fucking mind would vote for a man who can't even put a sentence together? You know, I mean, look, I have a once in a blue moon issue with, my tongue blocking my eye teeth so I can't see what I'm saying. And sometimes I do, of late, stutter and stammer, which is something you don't really hear on the broadcast. I try to be careful of that. 
that's why when it starts or I see it really getting ready to kick in, I turn around and I stop myself from talking and I just kind of walk it back as being a tongue-tied moment or uh, my tongue's blocking the eye teeth and I can't see what I'm saying moment. But it does happen. And uh, even with talking points, it's happened. In this talking points alone, I've had to stop, delete, and record again the same basic sentence that I was trying to express several times. And it does get frustrating. But in Joe Biden's case, he doesn't even know he's saying stupid shit until he's called up on the carpet for saying stupid shit. So where does it all end? It ends when the election's finally fucking over. Donald Trump is sworn back in as president of the United States of America. But, of course, the Democrats, they won't accept his being reelected. They're going to try and find all kinds of ways to get him pulled out of the White House. I mean, they're even talking stupid shit about, well, if he loses the election and refuses to leave... He's going to be yanked out of there by the Army or the Secret Service or this or that. Really? You're that scared he's going to beat your ass that you're going to talk that kind of crap? Wow. Now, there's a real interesting item. I would love to see someone telling the U.S. Army, go in there and take Donald Trump out by force. Uh... No, not going to happen. Not my job. And the Secret Service is just going to do whatever the director of the Secret Service tells them to do. Hopefully he tells whoever tells him uh, to go in there and remove Trump by force, turn around and tell them, fuck you, do it yourself. I mean, now if Donald Trump wins this election, and he will, Joe Biden's going to be sitting there pulling more verbal gas because he won't be able to talk because he's going to be that frustrated, that fucking pissed off. I mean, look, I understand Joe Biden is 77 years old, and I understand that he's got some issues with his brain matter. I mean, why do you think his campaign's been protecting him all this time? You know, not letting him speak that often. Well, now he's out of his basement, and he's out there talking, and nobody can understand two fucking words the guy is saying. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like he goes from, we see the taxes that Donald Trump has imposed, and don't you just love this countryside? Isn't it beautiful? And Donald Trump, by the way, doesn't care about you. Oh, and you know what? I love you people. Now, that would be a typical Biden sentence. So for him to claim that he predicted 9-11 makes me laugh. It truly does. It makes me laugh. It makes me want to sit back and go, oh, really? (laughs) You you mean to tell me, (laughs) Joe Biden, are you trying to... (laughs) That's exactly what I'd be sitting there doing if he said it to me. 
Oh, God. Joe Biden is delusional. He is so out there. But you know what? I, I've, I've dealt with people that are delusional, that are a little space cadet city in, you know, up in the cranium. And that ain't saying much for them. Trust me. That's not saying much at all. I mean, I mean, Joe Biden. Loser. And that's what Joe Biden will be come the November election. Uh, loser. Yes. That's basically what it comes down to. And we'll be playing taps for his campaign. Well, I won't be, but virtually speaking, mind you. It'll go something like this. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a moment of silence for the Joe Biden campaign, followed by taps. get the actual now of course I'm having a little fun at Joe Biden's expense but I mean you know what I mean his campaign is dying it's dead on arrival it's toast and this claim that he predicted 9-11 is laughable well I've got the story I'll share it with you and I'd love to get your thoughts on it tonight on this edition of Firefox News Online a limited edition tonight uh, being as we're doing the memorial broadcast tomorrow night. So, there you have that. And now, let's get down to business. As always, hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast all over the globe on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. Hmm, guess that means I ought to get on camera, huh? For those of you watching on the video feeds. Hello, America. It's that time again. Time for me to have fun at the Democrats' expense. Time for us to enjoy a little yuck, yuck, chuckle, chuckle, ha-ha at their expense. And, of course, share a lot of honest journalism, honest appraisal of what the headlines say and what's going on in our nation. America, there is a fool running for president, and his name is Joe Biden. We don't have to look very far to find this fool. He is everywhere. He's like cow shit in the pasture. Okay? Trust me, this guy's got about as much brain matter as a dead flea. That ain't much de- that ain't much brain matter, by the way. Otherwise, the flea wouldn't be dead. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but you know, I get a laugh when uh, the media of late, you know, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC are doing the bidding of the liberals. Yes, I included Fox News in that. 
Lately, I've noticed this, some of the stuff coming out of Fox News is leaning a little more to the left than it normally would. More than it used to. Problem is, well, when you got to go up against CNN and MSNBC, you know, you know, you, you you get told what to do with it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that comment about the uh, that comment, you know, the, the statement I made uh, regarding tonight's broadcast being limited, I thought I eliminated. I <laughs> tongue tied. <laughs> Here we go. It's already starting. Boy, that's fun. You know, I can have fun with it. It, it, that's all there is to it. I'm just going to have fun with it. <sighs> I had put in for tonight's broadcast for the usual amount of hours that I'm on, my normal hours. Thing is, I had said that, and I was like, oops, I boo-booed. Oh, well, can't have everything. I can own up to my mistakes. Why can't the Biden people do that? They're working for an idiot, a bonehead, a dumbass. But, hey, you already knew that, didn't you, America? If you've been paying attention to this broadcast enough, you got that message loud and clear. I mean, hey, listen. Nobody promised you a rose garden when it came to life on life's terms, right? But you at least hope that somebody will have a better idea of a candidate, you know, someone in the Democratic Party, with some semblance of sanity and their brain matter, excuse me, goodness, working. Now, here I'm trying to uh, figure out Joe Biden. I don't think there's a way to do that safely without getting a headache. I mean, we're talking Excedrin headache number 9,999 Now, I'm looking at Twitter, and in, under politics, trending right now is the hashtag Biden the Rapist. I'm not kidding, folks. And somebody apparently decided to do one for Trump, saying uh, Trump, you know, hashtag Trump the Rapist. So there's stupid people out there trending stupid shit. But what are you going to do? You've got stupid people out there. Now, if I can 
shrink the size of this down just enough. There we go. I'm grabbing a screen capture, folks, of something I responded to just prior to going on the air tonight. Actually, I was on the air. It was during my talking points 17 minutes ago. So I'm going to grab that screen capture. I'll put it in the chat room here so Gunslinger can see this. Not that you want to look at fancy Nancy, I'm sure, but, you know. Now, speaking of Gunslinger, he's on the line with me right now. Yo, Gun. So, you mean to tell me Texas was cooler than New York? That's not fair. Yeah, we didn't get out of the upper 60s today. <laughs> Fall is here. So much for summer. Well, after, well, I think I think it's after Labor Day. It's, we start seeing the eyes of the, the the eyes and ears of fall, or something to that effect. I mean, personally, I'm glad the 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 heat and humidity is leaving. But there's a problem with winter. It's downright fucking cold up here in the Northeast, man. Now, you complain when it gets down into the 50s. Hang out here for, for, for a weekend in the middle of winter. I'll tell you what. You won't want to be here for more than an hour. You'll be praying for, to get back to the airport, train station, bus station, whatever, however you came up. You'll be, you'll be begging to go back to Texas in a hot New York minute. When we get down be to the, like, well, go ahead. I said I'd be dressed like a fucking Eskimo. <laughs> uh, up here in New York, yeah, you better be. Yeah, you better be dressed like an Eskimo. I'm telling you. Now. Let me pull up that story I was talking about regarding Mr. Biden and his false claim about not predicting 9-11. I think his brain matter finally started, his brain cells are starting to finally deteriorate to the point where he doesn't even know he's saying stupid shit. Now check this out, folks. It's not a big. It's not a really big read either. It's only about four, maybe five paragraphs tops. I like the way One American News Network gets right to the point. That's why I'm, I'm using their stuff more more often. A new report detailed for that. Let me try that again. Rewinding. A new report detailed Joe Biden's latest falsehoods, which are focused on his debunked claims of predicting the 9-11 attacks. According to reports, Biden has falsely claimed he was 
warning of potential terror attacks on U.S. soil prior to 9-11. In his foreign policy speech on September 10, 2001, Biden discussed the risk of anthrax or biological, or, or biological attack on the U.S. He also complained about a lack of U.S. missile defense systems. However, hours after the World Trade Center attack, Biden claimed he warned about it in his speech, which he did not. Joe Biden, Democratic presidential nominee, said the following, folks. The prospect of a chemical, biological pathogen is real. As recently as yesterday, I spoke to the National Press Club and talked about the fact that it's just as easy to fly from a national airport to the White House as it is to do the same thing in New York. We know all of these possibilities exist. Huh? Overload of stupid. According to, <laughs> according to reports... Biden repeated this false claim in 2006 and 2012, changing his story each time. Hmm. Okay. So, it just goes to show that Biden is a moron, aside from a doddering old fool. You believe this idiot? Go ahead, Gunn. Tell me what you what you think of this. Well, you know <clears throat> that doesn't surprise me. Coming from an idiot, how can you believe anything that comes from an idiot when you are an idiot? <laughs> Makes pretty good logical sense there. Uh, he's a blabbering, blumbering idiot. He don't know what he's saying. He don't know where he is half the time. He thinks he's married to his sister. He's a fucking pedophile. He likes to rub up on young girls' tits and everything. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, this is a real good role model for America. It, it really is. Yeah, of course, you don't have a chance, snowball's chance in hell of winning in November. Uh, but to even consider voting for this idiot is beyond me. But there are some dumb, diehard dumbasses out there, you know, here in the population that will fucking vote for this idiot. It's 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 really astonishing and amazing that you can't see beyond your fucking nose. But obviously these people can't. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just said this in the chat room. Uh, Gunslinger, I had to turn my, my uh, headset all the way up to full blast, and I could and I just barely heard you. You might want to check your mic settings. When you call in, you're calling in using using uh, Skype, right? Yeah, hang on a minute. Increase the mic. How about that? It's all the way to max. It's all the way up to full blast? Yep, it's all the way up to full blast. It's Skype. Well, that's weird. Now I can hear you much better. I don't know. Maybe it's just 
you know, you're, you're not close enough to the mic or something, but you were very low. No, I, just, I, just, I just turned it up from like five all the way up to ten. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, that, that definitely made a big difference. In fact, I got to turn my headset down a little bit because now you're now, now you're booming in good. So let me just make sure I got okay. Talk to me, buddy. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Two thumbs, way up, much better. Ah, let's just love the way Skype does things. And by the way. Did you get a Skype update recently? I it looks like in the little window there's one pending when I turn Skype off. <laughs> It'll probably update. Uh, the little the little bell notification is lit up. Yep, that one. That's a Skype update for you. Uh, doesn't I don't know what they did uh, in the update, but. I hate when Microsoft does their updates. I never know what to expect. You know? I, I never know what to expect with them. But, of course, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, no, Biden's you know, false claims, his, his many verbal blunders and gaffes. And on September 28th, we'll, there will be the first of many uh, debates. Now, I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to that one. I really am. Now, let's see. Just for shits and giggles, when is the 28th? Oh, it's a Monday. Hmm. Well, on that first de- that first debate, I will I will have to forego Blog Talk Radio and put it over Mixler and the video feeds and use Skype, so this way I can have people on the line with me. And not worry about, um, you know, getting you know getting limit being limited to the amount of time that I normally would. Because I plan on sh- on on putting that that shit on the air. I plan on sharing that shit. It was gonna be fun that night. <laughs> <laughs> Trump's going to decimate this poor bastard and he don't even know it. You know that gun? Oh yeah, it's going to be it's just it's going to be a circus. You might as well get your popcorn and cotton candy ready because Trump is going to just totally tear him apart <clears throat> because there's nothing that Sleepy Joe can even come back logically what he's going to say, what Trump's going to say, okay? Uh, all he's going to do is blabber and, hey, yeah, oh, man, come on, you know, that ain't right. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be hilarious. It's like a comedy hour. Good. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here today, you know, going over some stuff, 
And I no sooner uh, read a couple of emails, I started pondering the possibility of Joe Biden kind of going off script and not follow, you know, not paying attention to the questions and just basically, you know, fucking up. And I'm going to be sitting here laughing. And I'm going to make sure my mic is turned off, but I'm going to be laughing. I mean, of all the the questions I would like to see asked of him, I think the one question that, that comes to mind is what exactly, you know, what exactly is... Um, How can I put this? What exactly is your position on dealing with pandemics in the future? What what do you, what are what what will you do as president that you claim President Trump has not done? Something tells me he would stutter and stammer over that one. I've got a, a an audio clip here that I'm going to put up in a minute. Uh, it's uh, two. There, I, I've got two audio clips that I'm going to be playing tonight. One has to do with California gun owners pushing back against legislation judges say violates the Second Amendment. But the first one has to do with uh, America's new George Soros using the Atlantic's so-called journalism. So let's start with that one, because you remember how the Atlantic falsely claimed that uh, President Trump called Marines losers and suckers. Well, take a listen to this, folks. You're going to – I couldn't believe my ears when I heard this. Check this out. And, Gunnar, I want want to get your thoughts after you hear this. As the mainstream media stokes tension between the White House and the Pentagon, a not-so-subtle connection seems to explain why The Atlantic has been attacking the Trump White House. Here's Chanel Rion. The Atlantic, a once-respected journal, now finds itself exposed as a privately funded fiction factory for the DNC, a fact made clear when The Atlantic's latest manufactured Trump scandal went down in journalistic flames. Atlantic Editor-in-Chief Jeffrey Goldberg attempted Thursday, without a single named source, to claim President Trump disparaged fallen soldiers, calling them losers. Goldberg was careful to say he didn't have witnesses, just, quote, first-hand accounts. The reality? 
Witnesses unanimously say Trump never did what the Atlantic claimed. Goldberg's anonymous sources are indeed as unimpeachable as they are non-existent. In that case, OEN2 has two unimpeachable, anonymous, but knowledgeable sources who say Goldberg invented the story at the behest of Atlantic leadership. This is not the first time the Atlantic was exposed as the Biden-Harris DNC handmaiden. One American News, while investigating Joe Biden's Ukraine scandal, reached out to the Biden campaign back in June 2020 for comment. The Biden campaign, in a panic, sent Atlantic writer Isaac Dover to immediately kill the OAN investigation. When Dover failed to do so, Dover wrote a hit piece on OAN in an attempt to derail our investigation and shield Biden from devastating evidence of his corruption. Fast forward to September, The Atlantic is at it again, attacking Trump and defending Biden under the veneer of journalism. The activist money behind The Atlantic explains why. In 2017, The Atlantic, with a spiraling readership of just over 300,000, was purchased by a billionaire heiress, Lauren Powell Jobs. She bought The Atlantic for $100 million in a 70% stake. In purchasing The Atlantic, Powell Jobs restructured the entire board, bringing with her a pet editor, Jeffrey Goldberg, and a coterie of pet writers whose tasks increasingly appeared to be one thing, elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. In this billionaire activism, Powell Jobs seems to have become America's new George Soros. And though Powell Jobs claimed to be a nonpartisan philanthropist, she donated over $500,000 to Joe Biden's campaign in the last year alone. And Powell Jobs has known and supported Kamala Harris personally for years, throwing backyard fundraisers for Harris as early as 2013 in her California home. Powell Jobs has since promoted Harris's career. Here they are in 2017 discussing the necessity for granting citizenship to illegal aliens. And here she is again in 2019, fawning over Harris's opinions of Justice Kavanaugh and the Me Too movement. Powell Jobs, a jackpot billionaire, has taken to invading journalism to affect America's political landscape, attacking Republicans with, quote, anonymous sources and the morally questionable unnamed source, using a once-respected magazine, a tactic becoming as transparent as it is abominable. Society's only defense against such bad actors is the truth and the hope that it ultimately prevails. Chanel Vion, the White House. All right, Gunn. What do you think of, of this, uh, this, this uh, Atlantic uh, business? I mean, I don't know if uh, this Jobs woman is any relation to Steve Jobs, but hopefully not. But then again, you never know. Like you said, you never know. But when they come up with bold-faced lies like this, okay, telling that, you know, what that guy said about what Trump said about the military, no, he didn't. I mean, come on. You see he's up there on his on his speeches every time. He's the one that built the military up. Like he's going to say something against them? I mean, that's like trying to say, well, oil and water will mix. Uh, good luck. You set that second fucking mixture till you fucking pass out, and it'll never mix because the physical properties of each one prohibits them from mixing. So, right there should tell you that, you know, the military loves him, okay? It's been brought back up 
to, you know, what it is now since it was pre-World War II levels, but thanks to Butt Buddy, you know, he did that. Uh, he did. I mean, these people are going to make up these things because they're liars. You ever heard the old saying, liar, liar, pants on fire? Well, their fucking pants are burning like a motherfucker. Go ahead. <laughs> you think? I mean, wow. I mean, I've heard of the Atlantic over the years. Never actually read anything from it or anything like that. <clears throat> but given what, the, given the fact that they're in the pocket of the DNC, and they're clearly Biden Harris supporters, uh, yeah, that kind of kind of makes you wonder, you know. I mean, not for anything, but. To, to accuse President Trump of a bold-faced lie, calling calling soldiers, you know, losers and suckers, people, if that's the kind of journalism The Atlantic does, uh, you might want to consider, if you're subscribing to The Atlantic, dropping your subscription. And they don't have a big subscription base either. They only they only have what what did they say three hundred thousand subscribers? <laughs> that's that's like that's 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 sad. That is truly sad. And and yet here we have, you know, we've got all these left leaning liberal rags fawning over Biden like he's the second coming or something. Well. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I, I, I truly uh, have to say, without fear of contradiction, those po- those political hit pieces like The Atlantic, if that doesn't tell the American people how desperate the DNC is to get Biden elected, I don't know what will convince the American people that they are exactly that. Political propaganda tools for the DNC. So, you know, I, I, I can't imagine anyone being stupid enough to believe them. I really can't. And yet the Atlantic stands by that story. Okay, now unnamed sources. Now let me let me point something out. To protect a person from you know from being uh, attacked and everything else, I will quote somebody without mentioning the names, and only because you know if, if it's someone I know, I'd rather protect them than not. You know, that's just the way I do business. That's the way I operate. But when I say, you know, a source close to me, it's usually, you know, like a friend of mine or, uh, or something, you know, or I haven't talked to my family about politics. <laughs> I try to avoid that shit because <laughs> that could be very dangerous. <laughs> politics and family. <laughs> That's almost as explosive as uh, a whole case of dynamite, you know? Yeesh. Not a good idea. 
kind of reminds me of the, 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 the saying, don't talk about politics at the Thanksgiving supper table unless you want to see the turkey go flying out the window. <laughs> you will definitely piss everybody off at the dinner table. It's not a good idea. Um, I find it laughable, though, Gunslinger, that, that the desperation, the desperation uh, when it comes to uh, outlets like the Atlantic, it's ridiculous, to say the least. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but I used to call Obama the teleprompter-in-chief. Well, it seems uh, a Biden spokesman refuses to discuss whether the former VP, alleged VP, used teleprompters to answer questions. Um... I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's you know, kind of a possibility that one should look at. <clears throat> now, get this. Former Joe Biden, uh, Joe, a former Biden pre- national press secretary, attempted to deflect a question about whether the Democratic nominee used a teleprompter to answer questions from regular Americans on Thursday, claiming President Trump's campaign was trying to use the issue as a distraction. We're not going to. This is straight from the Trump campaign talking points. And what it does is it's trying to distract the American people from, uh, and this is T.J. Ducklow saying this, and he began to add this before, you know, because uh, he was on Fox News Channel's uh, special report with Brett Baer. Uh, before Brett Baer interjected and asked him to provide a yes or no answer. So Ducklow went on to say they talk about it every day because they don't have a coherent strategy. They talk about it every day because they don't have a coherent argument for why Donald Trump deserves re-election, deserves four more years. When I talk about deflecting, we know that he lied to the American people. We know that he has not shown leadership during this crisis, and they are desperate to throw anything they can against the wall to try and distract from the fact. Yeah, right, okay. Now, the spokesman insisted uh, that he wouldn't allow the Trump campaign to funnel their questions uh, through Fox News and get him to respond and, and get and get him to respond. Now, earlier this week, video surfaced of Biden appearing to ask his staff to adjust a teleprompter during a Q&A session 
with the AFL-CIO members. Biden said before pausing and answering a question from Barista Rebecca Vadrine, move it up here. During a television interview earlier this month, Biden began a response to a question about foreign policy by saying, in part, look, Venezuela, top line message is President, Trump, President Trump's policy is an abject failure. He needs more than just, uh, uh, I'm serious, he needs more than just a teleprompter. He needs, he needs an earpiece in his ear so that the campaign can tell him what to say and when to say it and how to say it. Because at this rate, Biden's fucked. Now, here's an interesting item that Gunslinger uh, posted in the Mixler chat room. Four men tried to rob a gun store in Richardson. The owner shot one of them. Ooh, good for the, the store owner. Now, police say the owner of a Richardson gun store shot one man after four armed suspects attempted to rob his store on Thursday. Richardson police say they are investigating the aggravated robbery that took place around 3 p.m. in the 1,000 block of East East Beltline Road. Now, when the four suspects entered Mike's gun room, two had weapons, according to officials. Excuse me. The owner, who was armed, shot one of the suspects, He was taken to the hospital and is expected to survive, uh, according to a release, uh, according to a police release. Now, the three other men left in a silver or gray sedan, possibly a Chevrolet Impala, according to authorities. It had a paper license plate. Anyone with information should contact Richardson Police. Normally, I would put the number, I would say what the phone number is, but uh, I'm going to avoid doing that. So if you're, if you're in, I believe this is Richardson, Texas, uh, any information you have on, on these suspects, uh, the Richardson Police Department would be very grateful to receive it. Jeez. Um, you know... People, people are are so stupid. You're gonna go. You're gonna try and rob a gun store. Don't you think that the gun store owner is gonna have a gun on his person? I mean, we're talking about Richardson, Texas. Okay, the gun store owner's got a gun on his belt, obviously, and he's in a gun store. He's got weapons up the ass to choose from. And you talk, you know, I mean, really, talk about stupid people. These four guys obviously didn't think things, didn't think this idea through. Gun? Well, you know, most stupid criminals like that don't. 
I mean, every gun store that I've been in, the people walking around, including the owner, is walking around with a loaded handgun on their side. Okay. Now, the guns on display are obviously not loaded or up on the wall are not loaded, but, I, you know, I've been into a bunch of them, okay? Every fucking person in there, uh, including the customers, are armed, okay? And Richardson is just a little suburb just north of Dallas up here, north side of Dallas. But to do this during broad daylight, if you see what the article said, about, I think it was 3 p.m. or something, broad daylight. Okay, to go in there and to rob a gun store. Man, these people get the Darwin Award. <laughs> no doubt about it. I'm glad they did. I, I wish the dude would have shot the other three. He would have been legally justified in the state of Texas. Go ahead. Well, I'll tell you something. I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall when those four idiots walked into the, into the gun store expecting to get away with a robbery, only, only to have one of them shot. I mean, as soon as the, the one suspect was shot, the others, they, they bolted. And, I mean, you, it, see, you see one of your, your cohorts being shot. You're, you're, do you think you're going to stick around? No. Not likely. It's like that comedian. Yeah, it's like that comedian. What's that black dude? Uh, um Oh, hell. Uh, Eddie Murphy, I think it was. Eddie Murphy, okay? In one of his movies that he made, you know, they were sitting outside this bar, right? And him and his cohort was going to go in there and rob his bar, right? Okay? So they go in there, and they pull their guns out, and there's about 20 of them, but they failed to mention or they didn't know that it was all police officers. Instantly, 20 guns were on them. And they said, oh, my God. Here's your guns. You know, did you remember that? I forget what movie it is, but man, that kind of sounds kind of sound down, down the line there. Yeah, it's 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 you know, it, it, you know what you know what comedian comes to mind? I think it's Bill Engvall. His classic his classic comedy skit. Here's your sign. Well, for stupid gun store thieves. Here's your sign. The sign reads, I'm a dumbass. I mean, seriously. They're fucking idiots. But that that's a great segue into uh into 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 the gun store uh piece that I have here. Not not gun store, but uh the gun store piece is a great segue into this. Now, California gun owners are pushing back. And a judge is saying that the legislation in question is goes against the Second Amendment. Take a listen to this gun. I'll get, I want to get your thoughts on this one, too. California gun owners are pushing back as the state attorney general doubles down on legislation that judges ruled violates the Second Amendment. Here's one America's Pearson Sharp. 
California's four and a half million gun owners still have a long fight ahead of them as Attorney General Javier Becerra calls for an appeals court to review the state's ban on standard capacity gun magazines. The decision comes after a Ninth Circuit ruling on the case of Duncan versus Becerra, which claimed California's magazine ban was actually in violation of the Second Amendment. In August, a three-judge panel in the Ninth Circuit ruled that standard capacity magazines are considered protected arms and that California's ban strikes at the right to armed self-defense. One American News spoke with Rick Travis from the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Is Gavin Newsom and Javier Becerra, are they violating the Second Amendment here in California? I, I think that goes without saying, and it's been said several times by justices. It doesn't just violate the Second Amendment, but that it's racist, it's classist. Everything that they've done in this is actually, ironically, absolutely opposite what they claim they stand for. There's a minimum of 657 Americans every day pull a firearm to save their life or the life of a fellow American. That's a quarter of a million people a year. Why would you go after something that saves a quarter of a million people a year or 2.5 million people a decade? And that's the minimum number. Although Proposition 63, which enacted background checks for ammunition and a ban on standard capacity magazines, is up for review, Travis says this won't be the last time Gavin Newsom and the California government come after our rights. I think the people were bushwhacked by Governor Newsom because if you remember, we call it Proposition 63, but it was called the Safety for All Act. And I think most voters never read the fine print. They read the title. So, you know, do I want safety for all? Do you want safety for all? Of course we do. Prop 63 was designed to be a gun grabbing and also to kill the culture of gun ownership in California. And it was well financed by a couple of the biggest billionaires in the country. Including George Soros? George Soros and our wonderful Michael Bloomberg, and I say that sarcastically. People in, you know, Maine right now might be watching this or Nevada and thinking, well, that's in California. I don't need to worry about these kinds of rulings because it's not in my state. Do you think they should reconsider that? Oh, definitely should be considered. You have to realize that the likes of George Soros and Michael Bloomberg have literally put millions of dollars against it. This has been a David and Goliath fight in California, and it's not just for California, it's for across the country. They're trying to take these ideas and push them in those same locales. So what we do here in California, we're not just fighting it. And the California Rifle Association realizes we are not fighting just for Californians. We're fighting for the very fabric of the Constitution. Because if we lose the second, we lose the first. Pearson Sharp, One American News. All right, Gunslinger. You heard it. Talk to me. Well, you know, anything that comes out of the great state of California, hey, uh, what do you expect? Okay, they're a bunch of fucking liberals, okay? But the first thing that they want to do when something happens is call police. Well, gee whiz, you know, if it was great that there would be enough cops to go around that everybody could have a cop, you know, walking by their side every day, 24-7, cop standing out your door to protect your house, then that might be something different, but, you know, that's never going to happen. So, and, you know, it's just like, it's just like that article from, from WFAA. Four of them came in there. Now, some, if four of them going to come into my store, my home, whatever, okay, I want plenty of fucking ammunition, okay, to back me up, okay? I mean, that's, you know... To, to, to do that kind of crap, well, you can only have so many rounds in your magazine and all that. That's bullshit, okay? Because 
you know, when you get into the heat of battle, thank God I've never been into that situation. Been close. Been real close, okay? But I've never actually got into a gunfight. Again, thank God. Been close. So I want to know that I've got plenty of ammunition in my gun, okay? If you've got more than one person coming at you, which this guy had four, okay? Not just one, four of these people, okay? Man, I'd have four or five clips on my belt, at least, minimum, with a full clip in my gun, okay? In that case, I I love to carry a wheel gun. I carry a three fifty seven Magnum, six rounds, you know, six shots. If I was in a store like that, or if I was the owner of a gun store, I'd be carrying a semi-automatic, okay? Fully clipped and about five clips on me, okay? And they have belt clips that you can put, you know, semi-automatic clips in. I'd be armed. I'd be armed for bear. Let me tell you. And there's your reason why. Okay, pretty simple, isn't it? How you gonna How you gonna stop more than one person if you suddenly run out of ammunition? Oops. Oh shit. Three more is coming at me, and I don't have any more ammunition. You know, hold up my sign saying, "Now what?" Yeah, I I think uh, I think about you know how you know very easy it is to 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 look at your weapon and say to yourself they limit you on how many bullets you can put in your ma- in your magazine. Now my AR7 can hold, I think, seven or eight in in the clip. That's not counting. That's counting putting one in the chamber. So I've, you know, I've got like seven or eight rounds to uh, to use. And I've got two. I've got two of those magazines. I've got two. It doesn't. T- it's not hard to to reload, but when you're limited like that, it's it's a pain in the ass. And you better be one hell of a good shot because with those, with that that few rounds to work with, it's not going to bode well. I mean, New York State has the most fucked up gun laws I've ever seen. You know, and, and I'll tell you something. I really... Really wish to God we had more we had more people fighting the fight that with backbone than we do. You know, so the gun owners in California they're showing more backbone than than uh, here in New York is showing. I mean, there are people here in New York that have you know, that have the guts to stand up for the fight and are willing to stand up for it every day. But there's still a vast majority that do not, and they wonder why their gun rights are being usurped every single time you turn around. I hope and pray every day that I never have to face the situation where I have to pull my weapon and you know to defend my home, because if somebody comes crashing through that door. They're not going to walk out. 
I'll tell you that right now. They will not walk out of here. Their chances of walking out of here are zero. Because I will not become a victim for any fucking body. This, you know, this is why, you know, like I said down here, you can, I can keep a, a pistol in the house, okay? I don't need a permit. But I have it on right now, okay? I have my gun belt on. I have my gun and my holster. And if somebody was to knock on the door, I don't care who it is, okay? I'm going to go up there and I'm going to approach that door. I'm going to have my gun ready in my right hand because I'm right-handed, okay? And I'm going to slowly open the door with my finger on the trigger. Just in case, it could be somebody selling Girl Scout cookies. I don't care, okay? They're going to get they're going to get a gun in their face, okay? You cannot risk it. They're, I don't care where you live. I don't care what area you live in. They are scumbags lurking in the darkness, okay? Even there today, these fuckers are getting so fucking bold, okay? Like I said, with the gunshot, 3 p.m. in the afternoon, broad daylight. Four people armed coming in there to rob the place. Stupid, obviously. But, obviously, at 3 p.m., it didn't stop them, did it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the time of but, day or night doesn't matter, it seems. to you know, If you're, you're going to do a criminal act, you don't, you don't care about what time of the day it is. You don't care what time of day it is or anything. But as for, you know, New York, okay, or, state, or states like it, California, until the Supreme Court puts their fucking foot down... And we get rid of a couple more of them, you know, liberal uh, justices up there, especially Guinea Bird, okay, Bird, and more conservative people are put onto that court, which swings all the way in our favor, okay, then they might tackle the, say, the New York Safe Act, okay, and rule it, of course, it's unconstitutional, they don't got about that. But unless until that happens, okay, New York's not going to change. I'm sorry, you got too many fucking liberals up there. You've got liberals on every fucking street corner. You've got liberals in charge of the, of the judicial system up there. You got liberal as a mayor. You got liberal as a as a governor. You got liberal as a dog catcher. Hell, your dogs are probably even fucking liberal, most of them. Okay. So in a when you're outgunned, basically. You know, you want to go and find someplace else where at least you have a stand, a fighting chance. Okay, I, down here in Texas, we got 50 chances compared to New York, which only has one chance when it goes to the Supreme Court. The, you know, the Supreme Court, whenever that may be, we may not even live to see it. I don't know. I don't know. But I'd rather be in an area that I have a 50 chances compared to one. Okay. And not in Libtar uh, area, the jungles of Libtar. I want to be. I want to get out of that jungle of those liberals, okay? Because they're really fucking starting to stink, okay? I want to come over here with conservatives, pro-gun owners. They support your right to defend yourself. When you have to defend yourself, they don't put you in jail. They do good headshot. You know what I mean? I had a 
had a buddy of mine uh, who just moved to the, to work to the same complex I live in now. He just moved here uh, this month. And he's a gun owner. And he's licensed to carry. Because of his job, he has to carry a gun. And I asked him point blank, I said, dude, I want the honest I wanted your honest opinion. What's it gonna take to tear down the SAFE Act? And you know what he said to me? People people who are who are who are who people with guts. Not a bunch of gutless wonders. We need to get these liberal shitbags out of the damn uh, legislature. We need to get them out of the governor's office. And until that happens, we have to stand up and be counted. The more people who are, you know, the more gun owners stand up the more difficult it becomes for these liberal pieces of shit to uh, deny that they're out there. Because basically that's what they're doing. They're, they, don't, they don't think we exist. It's kind of like the Jerry Nadler syndrome where he says Antifa's a myth. Multiple, thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of gun owners in New York State must be a myth. But it's not. Now, folks, I said a, mo- a while ago I was going to put something up. I've got a couple of uh, screen captures from Twitter that I'm going to share in just a second here. In fact, I'm going to share the first one right now on the video feed. And uh, I think I put it in the chat room. Uh, let me just switch back away from it just long enough to go to the to the Mixler chat room. Yeah. That first link I put in there uh Gunslinger is the first tweet that I responded to. Well, actually the second one I responded to today from Nancy Pelosi. Now, in this first tweet that I'm showing, Nancy Pelosi, the old fancy Nancy herself, says the behavior we have witnessed by the president these past 24 hours shows the contempt he has for the lives and livelihoods of the American people. Well, gee, let's see. My response? Miss Pelosi, really? How about the salon owner that you accused of setting you up and you made an appointment with? Then you violated city rules to get your hair done. Or don't you remember that? Your hypocrisy and that of your fellow Democrats is exposed nightly on my broadcast. Now, of course... Before, hours before that, uh, and I'm going to pull this next one up. Uh, let me just grab the link here so I can put it in the chat room on Mixler. There's a second one gun. 
That was this was actually the first one I responded to. The one I talked I, I just brought up was the second one. So this was this was get her getting this is when she was getting ready to go live with her uh press conference. Okay. Tune in as I speak with reporters live from the U.S. Capitol. There, yeah, I did my cheesy Pelosi impression. Now, get this. I, I, I put in, boy, I can hardly wait. And in parentheses, said sarcastically, tell us, Ms. Pelosi, what wonderful web of lies today. More about the salon owner you claim set you up and didn't because you made the appointment? More dishonesty about our president at real Donald Trump? What could be today? Hmm. Yes, I'm a sarcastic little bastard. I'm a mean-spirited little bastard. But you know what? I will throw it. In, I will throw it in a Democrat's face. I literally will not care. And, I, and as soon as I respond to something that a liberal says, I screen capture that shit. Now, Gunslinger, I got to ask you, how hard is it for people to realize that people like Fancy Nancy and Sleepy Joe and the few and and and, and Chuck the Schmuck are just indicative of the kind of stupidity that's currently in the Senate and the Congress. How hard is it to figure that out? Go ahead. It's just plain it's just plain stupid stupidity. Okay. <clears throat> look at like I said, look at look how hypocritical they are. It's okay for me, but it ain't okay for you. So that, okay, they've been there, like I said, <clears throat> they've been in that office so long that they've grown roots out their ass. I'm surprised they can't even get out of their chair because they've been impaled by the roots because they've been in there so long. They've rusted in place. I don't think 100 cases of WD-40 would even help them at this point. Uh, they have to go, <clears throat> but until <clears throat> these dumb fucks that keep putting these people in stop their stu- their stupidity, this type of stupidity is not going to stop. Good. And I agree. It, it's going to take a lot to uh, to stop the stupidity, and I think it's. Uh, I think it's it's just a matter of time before people wake up. And the best time to, to wake up is when we go to the polls in November. I have a feeling you're going to see a big, strong voter turnout come November. And they're going to come out hard for Donald Trump. You know, when it comes to children... I will fight for for children every day. I will fight to protect them in every way humanly possible. Now, 
I just put a link in the chat room. I'm going to play this sentence clip. And uh, it has to do with a woman who is accused of attacking a well, two people accused of attacking a young boy for wearing a MAGA hat in Delaware are indicted on hate crime, hate crime charges. One America's Grace Russ has the details. Justice Shit. is being Sorry served for a mother and her yeah. son allegedly attacked. Wasn't ready for it. So this this woman is facing hate crime charges. I'll start the video again. Here we go. Well, two people accused of attacking a young boy for wearing a MAGA hat in Delaware are indicted on hate crime charges. One America's Grace Rust has the details. Justice is being served for a mother and her son allegedly attacked for their political beliefs. Reports say two women accused of attacking seven-year-old Riley Wigton for wearing a MAGA hat have been indicted for a hate crime based on a grand jury's decision Tuesday. The suspect's 21-year-old's Cameron Amy and Olivia Winslow now face a slew of charges, including robbery, conspiracy, and offensive touching, in addition to the hate crime charge. Riley and his mother had been sitting outside of a restaurant waiting for a table following the Democrat National Convention when the two suspects approached them allegedly unprovoked. My son and I were standing outside of a restaurant and um, we were minding our own business. We weren't even paying attention to the women until they walked out of the doors and immediately started antagonizing my son, saying things like, to be ashamed for having a mother like, like yours, she's a Trump supporter, um, you should just be ashamed of yourself, my son. The women were caught on camera aggressively ripping their anti-Biden posters and taking off with the boy's MAGA hat, which eventually led to an alleged assault on his mother and her friend. Attorney General Kathy Jennings said acting violently towards the child based on his beliefs goes against our founding principles and will not be tolerated. Meantime, his mother, who is seen in the video fearlessly defending her son, says her family is owed an apology. The rage at seeing an opposing view, uh, ripping signs, ripping hats away from children, um, stepping on children's hands as they go to get their hat off the floor, these things are acts of violence, and they um, have been fomented by the left and directly by Democrats and the individuals surrounding Joe Biden. And I believe that they owe my family and my son an apology. President Trump caught wind of the incident and showered the young Trump supporter with a bundle of fresh Keep America Great gear last week, including his very own signed MAGA hat to replace the one stolen from him. Grace Rust, One America News. Want to see more videos like this? Uh, Riley Wington, I don't know if you're going to hear about this, and I hope you do, but young man, you're, you're very brave. You are a very brave little boy, and I'm so very proud of you. I am truly very proud of you. To stand up for your mother and to stand up for, for what, and to stand up for your rights, I mean... These two women, they deserve everything they get. They should be 
they should be given the maximum sentence allowable by, allowable by law. There is no excuse for this kind of behavior. And yes, I agree with his mother. This is the kind of behavior that is basically supported and, and promoted by the left. Their silence promotes it. And they're, they're, when they do speak, speak out about the violence and everything, their words ring hollow. Gunslinger, you heard this story. What are your thoughts? Gun? I went over the side. Yeah, I went over the side and started playing that video. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's going to take harsh penalties for these dumb fucks if they ever get the message, don't do it. Okay? It's going to take these people to be faced with felony crimes which could land themselves in felony prison for five to ten years, sometimes even longer. I don't know, you know, it's like defacing the uh, the monuments and stuff. I think you should have 15 years in, 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 a, in, fel- in a felony federal prison for doing that. That's premeditated. You know what you're doing. You did it out of spite. Well, you're going to have 10 or 15 years to sit on your goddamn ass being Bubba's bitch, thinking that, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Okay. <laughs> and to disgrace any of these monuments, these things are just inanimate objects. They're not alive. I read yesterday there was somewhere that uh, I think it might have been New York or somewhere that they uh, for 9/11 for a monument for 9/11. Okay, that they dumped 20 gallons of uh, dishwater soap in this fountain thing. Man, they had fucking soap bubbles 20 fucking feet tall. I mean, it probably took them ten, fifteen thousand dollars to call, call in a crew to clean it up. Show video of it. Boy, you talk about soap suds. Sheesh. But anyway, that's the kind of shit that these people need to be charged with. Okay. Okay. If you don't, if you hate the fucking thing so fucking bad, fucking leave the country. Okay. There's all kinds of countries out there that will accept your bullshit with open arms. There's planes. There's ships leaving this this country. Damn near every hour. Okay? Swim if you have to. Cuba's only 90 miles off the Florida coast. Might run into a few sharks, but be dinner for them. Less for us, you know, liberals. So get the fuck out of here. We don't want you. You're not American. You're just you're just a fucking communist little bastard is all you are. People with these rights. Same thing with that. These people ought to be charged federally the maximum penalty, okay, and especially if you, when I witnessed them trying to throw a goddamn Molotov cocktail at that fucking police line, I mean, really? That right there, like I said before, you throw that shit at me and I'm going to throw bullets back, okay? That's, that's, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, no more. Protest is one thing, expressing your 
opinion on protest is the other thing, but when you resort to that kind of violence, trying to burn people and trying to kill people, which they've done, uh, you know, you've gone too far. Hit them with everything you got. Go ahead. Well, <clears throat> that, wow. Think about this, Gunn. It's going to take extreme measures to stop this shit. It's going to take extreme measures. And these two women, for what they did to Riley Wigton in Delaware, I, I swear, I really, I hope and pray that they face the maximum sentence. Now, I'm going to do a quick search here uh, to see what the, what the maximum sentence in Delaware is for hate crimes. So let me see here. Let's see now. According to uh, let's see here. Let's see if I can find it here. All right. That's not helping. That's just a list of the felon charges. See if this is it. Nope, that's not it either. This is going to take a. All right. If I go to Wikipedia. Crimes in the state of Delaware <clears throat> cover race, religion, color, disability, sexual orientation, gender identity, national religion, national origin, and ancestry. That doesn't sound right. But this is being classified as a hate crime. So, well, there's a long laundry list. But let's face the reality. This is a child, a child being uh, being assaulted. Okay. And when you talk about assaulting a child and then assaulting his mother on top of it, 
So they're facing hate crimes, assault charges. <laughs> they're fucked. They are extremely fucked. You know, I mean, unbelievable. But this is what our our nation has, has, has de-evolved into as a result of all the stupidity that's out there right now. You know? But Gunslinger, I, I have to, you know, I have to say that when it comes to attacking a child like that, they're, 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 I, if I were the, if I'm the, if I was the judge in this case, I'd throw the fucking book at them. Maximum sentence the works, and I'd tell them no chance of parole. And I guarantee that they would they they would be sitting in a jail cell, and they probably have to stay in their jail cell 23 hours, at least 22 hours a day. Well, 20 hours a day because, well, 21 hours. Because you got to let them out to at least eat. And I guarantee if it's a crime against children in some jails, there are people who, who view a crime against a child, especially assault, as taboo. You don't do it. And there are some folks in jail that will beat the fuck out of you for it. And I've heard the stories. I've seen the stories. It's God help them because he's the only one that will. <clears throat> now, remember... I want to take you back to the Mueller report, everybody. And the reason I want to take you back to the Mueller report is because apparently Department of Justice records... Hold on a second. got to wait for this. Ouch. I hate these auto starts. I can't stop them anymore. I don't know why. Department of Justice records are showing members of the Mueller team wiped phones during the Trump probe. Yeah. Check this shit out. Newly released records from the Department of Justice show that the cell phones of multiple people on then-Special Counsel Robert Mueller's investigative team were wiped for various reasons during the probe. Now, the records show at least several dozen phones were wiped of information because of forgotten passcodes, irreparable screen damage, loss of the device, intentional deletion, or other reasons and came before the DOJ's Office of Inspector General could review the, which, which could review the, the devices. Now, documents show that the Mueller, show that Mueller Deputy Andrew Weissman accidentally wiped, quote-unquote accidentally wiped, his phone twice after entering the wrong passcode too many times in March 2018. Lawyer James Quarles' phone wiped itself, quote-unquote, wiped itself without his intervention, 
according to the records. The documents were released after a lawsuit from the conservative watchdog group Judicial Watch. They were first reported by Sean Davis of the Federalists. Now, the records indicate attorney Greg Andres, Greg Andres' phone was also wiped due to a forgotten passcode, and they say the phones of both Mueller Deputy Kyle Freeney and Rush Atkinson were wiped accidentally after they entered the wrong passcode too many times. The records say that a phone belonging to FBI lawyer Lisa Page, whose anti-Trump texts with FBI agent Peter Strzok were of interest to investigators, was restored to factory settings when the Inspector General's office received it. Other officials, whose names are redacted, claim to have unintentionally restored their phone to its factory settings, deleting all records of communication. Next to, next to the name of one redacted person, the record says phone was in airplane mode, no passcode provided, data unable to be recovered, so had to be wiped. Mueller's investigation yielded no evidence of criminal conspiracy or coordination between the Trump campaign and Russia and Russian officials during the election, although it did find that the Russian government interfered in the 2016 presidential election in sweeping and systematic fashion. The question of whether Trump obstructed justice was not answered, but it did state that the final report does not exonerate Trump on this matter. Now, the Office of Inspector General opened an investigation into possible bias in the origins of the Russian investigation, but determined that the FBI compiled, uh, uh, the FBI complied, sorry, with policies in launching the potential explosive probe. Still, the OIG flagged significant concerns with how certain aspects of the investigation were conducted and supervised. Specifically, the report concluded that investigators found no intentional misconduct or political bias surrounding the probe's launch in efforts to seek a controversial Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA, warrant to monitor former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page in the early months of the investigation. Now, I find this rather convenient that all these phones, they they entered the wrong codes and the data was wiped. You know, when I, when I used to use a passcode on my phones, I always made it something that I would remember. Until finally I decided to stop using passcodes because, you know, if anybody got a hold of my phone, I, turned, I, I, I had it deactivated. And I would have to get a new phone. <clears throat> but these, this is a lot of phones that were conveniently uh, missing data, wiped or restored back to factory. That kind of raises a few suspicious questions. What do you think, Gunn? 
suspicious eye. There ain't no doubt about that. Um, so many phones, you can't remember the fucking password, simple password. I mean, you know, when you hide something, well, that's what happens, doesn't it? Look at the Comrade Clinton. Look what she did. Wiped all those servers, supposedly. But what was she hiding? Well, of course, we know what she was hiding. Come on. So that's pretty clear evidence there that they're hiding something, and they don't want um, want it known. What a, what a convenient way. Oops. Uh, password. I can't remember that fucking password. Uh, wow. Well, I'll tell you something. Between you, me, and the four winds, nothing surprises me in this day and age. It truly doesn't surprise me at all. But, you know, when it comes to this whole insanity uh, of investigating Trump over the last three and a half to four years, nothing, but nothing shocks me. Seriously, nothing shocks me, you know, and you have to you have to wonder at what point do these folks you know where, where, where's their brain matter? Now here's a story that will that might make you laugh. Now, check this out. Mark Zuckerberg rejects a claim that Facebook is right-wing echo chamber. (laughs) Okay. Considering Facebook censors conservatives on a pretty regular basis, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg had a tense clash with Axios Editor-in-Chief Mike Allen over the suggestion that Facebook is a right-wing echo chamber. In an interview released Wednesday, Allen insisted that Zuckerberg's platform is helping President Trump win. He asked the billionaire what he thought about the president and fellow Republicans being able to master Facebook. Zuckerberg responded with the following. Well, actually, I think it's across the spectrum. I don't think this is a Democrat or Republican thing. I think that some people are more sophisticated and just authentic and natural on the Internet and social media than others. But overall, I do not think, I do think that social media allows everyone to have a voice, including people who might have not traditionally been able to get their message out through a lot of the traditional media. And that's not necessarily a partisan point. Alan Alan concedes that it's not partisan, noting how President Obama, alleged President Obama, utilized Facebook to win his elections, but stressed how that's flipped in favor of Trump and conservatives. Alan told Zuckerberg, Facebook, the reality is, is a real right-wing echo chamber. If you look at some of the loudest voices, it's your Breitbart, and it's 
Sarah Palin, and it's Franklin Graham, and that part of the spectrum has figured out Facebook in this moment. Your liberal friends must hate it. Zuckerberg firmly pushed back, calling his characterization of Facebook just wrong. I don't think the service is a right-wing echo chamber, to use your words. I think that everyone can use their voice and can, have, and can find media that they trust that reflects the opinions and the life experiences they're having. This is what Zuckerberg told the Axios co-founder. Continuing, some people, I think, had found before that their experiences weren't being covered by traditional media and are now able to find voices and follow them that resonate more with their life experience. It's not clear to me that it's a bad thing. Allen doubled down on his assertions, telling Zuckerberg that the Facebook posts that users act on with likes, shares, and comments are driven by the right, often the hard right. While Zuckerberg acknowledged that partisan content tends to draw more engagement, but rejected the meme that his platform's algorithm purposefully seeks to enrage people. The way that our algorithm works overall is not primarily trying to highlight the content that is kind of most enraging, Zuckerberg said. It's trying to show people the content that's going to be the most meaningful. It's the type of stuff that you'd expect that most important in the world. But if, you're, but if you push your head in the Facebook machine, there's a lot of rage, Alan told Zuckerberg. It may not be the design, but that's the reality. Uh, hell, I think it's... Sorry about that. I thought I was going to have a sneezing fit, and I ended up with only one sneeze coming out. Uh, well, I think if you look at the country right now, there's a lot of people who are very exercised and, frankly, for a lot of good reasons. And we have real issues, Zuckerberg said. I think that sometimes there's a fine line between an important level of high energy around an important issue and something that can kind of tilt over into causing harm. Uh, can you say Zuckerberg is a confusing suck, suck, uh, suck hole of liberal, liberal double talk? Sure, I know you can. What do you expect coming from a libturd? I mean, it's classic rhetoric. It's classic lying. It's classic hypocrisy. It's classic all that. Look who, look who you're dealing with. Little rich, little bastard, fucking little fucking libturd. Okay, <laughs> that should that should say a lot of things right there. Uh, so, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. I'll be right back, kitchen. All right. Well, in the interim, num, 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 while Gunslinger is doing that, I will take this opportunity to take a break. <clears throat> 
So we will be back in just a hot New York minute with more of Firefox News Online. We're just going to take a uh, short break here. So stand by while we do all the nice stuff. Now, in tw- on January 13, 2010, I interviewed Ray Stevens, uh, and we talked about the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare and stuff like that. One of the songs that he put out at the time is dedicated to our military. He is a very strong supporter of our, of our military, and this song speaks volumes. And he gave me verbal permission to, to play this song. So I do have his permission to this day. It has not changed. And I look forward to the opportunity to interview Ray Stevens once again down the road. But right now, I'm going to put this out there. It's called We the People by Ray Stevens. And this song, believe me, is really a great tune. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. Just remember, this is dedicated to the men and women of our armed forces of the United States and also to the many men and women who serve in state defense forces across America that are operated and funded by their individual states. I want to thank Ray Stevens publicly and uh, once again, even though it's been many years later, uh, for putting the song out there is truly a wonderful song. Oh, that's the wrong title. Somehow I got the wrong song in there. Oh, that's okay. I guess I'm going to have to come across it the old-fashioned way, folks. I'll have to do it another time. But uh, that's okay. We'll have it. I'll, I'll have it for you again another time. There I was in my business suit, all dressed up, just uptight as I could possibly be. And I don't remember much of what was said at that first AA meeting. It was more the feeling of the meeting itself. That's what has kept me going. I know it works, and I see the people ahead of me with more sobriety. I see how happy they are, and I want that. I want that too. And what I notice about AA is... It sort of helps me to relax and learn to really be happy with my sobriety. It's a richer life to live. That's exactly what Alcoholics Anonymous does. It teaches us how to live without drinking. It teaches us how to have fun and really enjoy life without drinking. This program's given me the good life. The only good life I've ever known. Alcoholics Anonymous. It works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or AA.org. The following public service announcement is for the State Defense Force, the New York Guard. For those of you who live in the state of New York, listen to this carefully, because I hope that you'll consider joining and helping not only the people of the state of New York, but also helping your nation. 
serving your country is, believe me, one of the most important and honorable things to do, bar none. Hi, I'm Sergeant George Senzer, honorably discharged veteran of the State Defense Force, the New York Guard. Now, I've got a few questions for you. First of all, are you at least 18 years of age or older? Second of all, are you in reasonably good health? But most important of all, are you a New York State resident looking to serve your country? If you are, then have I got a great idea for you. Join the New York Guard. The New York Guard is a State Defense Force operated and funded by the State of New York through the Division of Military and Naval Affairs. And the New York Guard has a long and illustrious history dating back as far as World War I. I served two tours of active duty with the New York Guard. On September 11, 2001, the day of the most horrendous attack on our nation since Pearl Harbor. I was proud to serve with the New York Guard. I served with them for six years, and I made a difference. You can too. Make a difference. Join the New York Guard today. Go to www.dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. That's dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. Click on the link, Enlistment Resources, download the recruitment package, fill out the application, send it back, and be sure to contact the recruiters letting them know that you have a desire to serve and that you've sent back the completed application. The New York Guard. New York State's Defense Force, protecting the residents of the state of New York and helping them through emergencies and times of natural disaster. Join the New York Guard today and make a difference. Okay, kids, gather around. I know we haven't discussed this in a while, but uh, who remembers where we're all going to meet in case of an emergency? Um, I do. Grand Central Station. Times Square. No, silly. Higher ground. Where's that? The mountains, son. But we live in the city. Hmm, right. Good point. What about supplies and all that other stuff? Ah, uh, don't you even worry. Your mom has all those canned beets somewhere in the apartment. Oh, I just remembered. I also have canned cocktail onions. What about water? We have a few gallons stored in the basement. But we don't have a basement. He means the storage unit. Where's that? 32nd and 7th. Great. Sounds like we don't have a plan. What time's the game on? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Search ReadyKids at NYC.gov or call 311. A public service announcement brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. It's important to plan ahead for emergencies, like the storm. When it kicked in, we had a plan. We were able to get in touch with each other in no time. I had no idea how to find each other. My husband kept the kids occupied. our son, but there was no reception. Everything was down. I felt like we handled everything very well. I had to try and stay calm. The whole experience was fine. was the most frightening ten hours of my life. It was, it was kind, kind of, of like, like a little family adventure. Hopes will never happen to her. I, I remember, remember the, the relief of being that I together. realized he was out there all alone. If, if there's, there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms out there, there it's to stay it's calm ignore and keep to the plan. Some parents plan ahead. Some don't. 
Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Visit nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311. Brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds. Over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. But there is someone who can change that. And that someone is you. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. So make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Are you ready? Are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions around the world, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! You're listening to the most powerful radio broadcast anywhere. Firefox News Online. The FFNOP Radio Network. 347. Nine four five five seven four seven. We're back. Lines are open. Broadcasting from New York, the Empire State. You're listening to Firefox News Online. And we're back here at Firefox News Online. We have approximately oh about an hour and five minutes remaining in the broadcast, an hour and five minutes left to go before we are done for the night. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. And it's made possible thanks to all of you who tune in and listen, be it live or in archives. And of course, joining me on the phone lines at 347-945-5747 is Gunslinger. But folks, uh, let me just uh, let me ask you something. If you if you find that this broadcast reaches you, if you find that this broadcast is one that will discuss the headlines that are out there and truly uh, give you the straight skinny on what's going on in our country, then I have a favor to ask. Now, donations to help keep this broadcast alive cannot be taken off on your taxes. They're not tax deductible. So I apologize for that. We're not set up for it. 
But if you still like what you hear and you still like what you, what, what you find on this broadcast, then help keep Firefox News Online on the air by sending your non-tax-deductible... Here we go again, tongue blocking the eye teeth, can't see what I'm saying. Send your non-tax-deductible donations to paypal.me slash firefoxnewsonline. That's paypal.me slash firefoxnewsonline. All donations to help keep this broadcast alive are greatly appreciated. Believe me, they are. And to those of you who have donated, uh, both in the past and recently, my heartfelt thanks to you all for doing so. Um, It means a lot because it tells me that this broadcast is doing its job and it's doing exactly what it has become known for, and that's like an old neighbor of mine once said, telling the truth and shaming the devil. All right. So now of course when I was after I gotta <laughs> I gotta go back into this here. This is a story that uh, is like a major wow. But before I get to that, I want to touch on some of the comments from uh, Cherokee Rose, who's watching by way of Periscope.tv. Uh, and this is in regards to that story that we talked about just moments ago, you know, before the break, uh, regarding the... Uh, Mueller, the Mueller team and those cell phones that mis- that conveniently got wiped or set back to factory. Well, Cherokee Rose said the following: "Wow, accidentally wiped? Sure, laughing out loud. What a crooked bunch! Amazing, restores back to factory setting." What a bunch of liars. I don't like the way she did this. You know how I always go, bullshit. Well, she did it and she wrote it in text. She wrote, bullshit. (laughs) So, (laughs) way to go, Cherokee Rose. Thank you for that. That's what I call, that's what I call saying it. Telling it like it is, baby. Just keep that. Keep on doing that. And the final comment that she made on this, yeah, very. In regards to uh, Facebook, by the way, her last comment regarding the Facebook story, yeah, funny how conservatives get censored daily on Facebook, and they do, and that's why I, I encourage everyone. I encourage everyone to sign up with Free Talk. Dot app. That's freetalk.app. It's free. It's uncensored. No shadow banning. None of that stuff. The stuff you deal with on Facebook, you will not deal with over there. So go to freetalk.app. That's freetalk.app. Sign up today. 
Gunslinger's there. I'm there. I believe my friend Cherokee Rose is even over there. And, hey, are you there yet? You should be. Because I'm sick and tired of Facebook censoring my fellow conservatives. I'm sick and tired of the bullshit that comes from Facebook. You heard what Zuckerberg said. And that was all liberal doublespeak. Good grief. After a while, you think you start thinking these liberals are more comedic than than they bargain for. They just want to make you laugh. Well, they're a laughable bunch. Trust me. Liberals are a bunch of laughing idiots. Well. I want to get to this uh, article that uh, one American News put out. An Army soldier is going to receive the Medal of Honor for saving dozens of ISIS hostages. You heard right, folks. This, to me, is, is, is just incredible. A South Carolina soldier is set to receive the highest military decoration for saving dozens of ISIS hostages, according to the Army, Sergeant Major Thomas Patrick Payne will be awarded the Medal of Honor at the White House on Friday. Payne risked his life to rescue more than 70 Iraqi hostages from a burning building during a 2015 mission. The 36-year-old returned to the Army that same year after recovering from a grenade blast which shattered one of his knees in 2010. On Thursday, he shared his reaction to receiving the coveted honor. This is a quote from Sergeant Major Thomas Patrick Payne. I was surrounded by my teammates, part of the 9-11 generation. It was a pretty special moment for us. We got a call from the president. It was a brief conversation But he let us know he was proud of us. He informed me that I was going to be awarded the Medal of Honor. Payne previously tried to enlist enlist with the Marine Corps after the 9-11 attacks when he was 17. However, his mother didn't sign his waiver, and he was not able to serve. He'll be recognized for his service on September 11th, marking 19 years since the attack. And folks, I want to remind everyone that on September 11, 2020, Firefox News Online will hold its annual uh, 9-11 memorial broadcast. On that night, which is basically tomorrow night, uh, for those of you still, uh, still not hitting the after midnight crowd, like I did, But on September 11th, at a special start time of 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central and 6 Pacific time, we will be on the multiple broadcasting platforms with this. On September 11th, there will be little to no political talk, if at all possible, although it's kind of hard to avoid because of uh, the the conversations regarding September 11th. 
And the one thing I want to ask all of you to do is send an email to, to us here at Firefox News Online. Write to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. And in the subject line, 9-11 memories. Okay? Let us know what, what were you doing on that fateful day. What were your plans that day? What, 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 what did you have on tap for that day 19 years ago? Now, tomorrow night I'm going to share with you the memory that I have mo- that stands out most. And that was um, something that, you know, I, I'm not going to bring it up. I kind of alluded to it, but I will tell you the whole story uh, on that, on the Friday uh, special broadcast. Um, one of the, the one of the uh, most prestigious awards a soldier can receive is the Medal of Honor. It is for any soldier. It is for any soldier, quite frankly, the highest honor one can receive. For my service in 9-11, I was awarded three times. The one medal that I received was the Defense of Liberty Award. That is... uh, that is an award that was that, that was issued that was given to all the soldiers who served active duty on 9/11 and in the days that followed. You know, I can safely say, without fear of contradiction, that Sergeant Major Thomas Payne, based on what I just read here, not only deserves this honor. He's not only earned this honor, but I believe that this Army soldier who went back to the Army after he recovered that same year from a grenade blast which shattered one of his knees in 2010. Okay? That's courage. That's, that is selfless sacrifice. So, Sergeant Major Thomas Patrick Payne, United States Army, I will say this without fear of contradiction. Congratulations, Sergeant Major. Hooah! Way to go, soldier. Way to go. And I know that he's accepting this Medal of Honor for not just himself, but on behalf of all of those who served with him during that operation, during that mission to rescue the hostages. So, Sergeant Major Payne, way to go, dude. Way to go. What do you think, Gunn? Well, 
Well, yeah, that's that's an interesting tale. Um, I'm glad he I'm glad he's getting the medal. I obviously, he deserves it. Um, I'll, uh, for people that do that, my hat goes off to them. True, absolutely. Go ahead. Well, Cherokee Rose expressed her heartfelt uh, heartfelt thoughts, saying, "Pain is a true hero." And in that, after that state, after she said that, she put in three hearts and said, "God bless him," with three more hearts added. So, uh, you know. I was once asked, isn't every soldier who serves a hero, every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine? I said, the second they enlist, when they swear that oath of soldier, when they, when they swear to defend all, when they swear to defend against all enemies, both foreign and domestic, they swear an oath to do a job that, by and large, is the most difficult job in the entire world. Because every day that you serve, you don't know where you're going to be next. You could be in Hamburg, Germany. You could be right here in New York. You could be in uh, London, England. You could be in South Korea. You could be anywhere in the world where you're, where you're needed. And it takes courage to sign up. It truly takes courage to sign up with the military. So is every soldier a hero? I believe so. When they swear that oath and they go through basic training and they're deployed to their first assignment or they get deployed on a mission. They're taking, they're putting their lives on the line to defend America's freedom, to defend our constitutional republic. And they know, in the back of their minds, they know there's always that possibility, that chance, really? God, what are you doing? Allergy. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like me. I got. I've got. The allergies are are killer. Usually toward the end of the season, that's when it really hits hardest. But um, you know, I'll I'll finish with. I'll finish what I'm saying with this one message to anyone who's kind of on the fence about signing up with the armed forces. Think about this. There were, there were people who served in the First World War that probably weren't sure of what they should do, but they went and did it anyway. There were people during World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, that if they didn't get drafted, they signed up. And many of them that signed up, again, weren't 100% sure. 
but they went ahead with it. They went and did it anyway. In my family, my late father was an Army Air Corps military police officer. My brother was a supply clerk in the Army. I think, well, that was one of his jobs. I forget what his primary MOS was now. I have a nephew who served in the Army. And an uncle who served in the Air Force. And of course, as you know, I served in the State Defense Force, the New York Guard. When you have a military family, it it it, it kind of it kind of makes you you know think about the choices you make when you sign on that dotted line and you raise your hand and swear that oath. You've made a choice to do what's right, not what's convenient or easy, because serving in the military is never easy, but it is the honorable thing to do. Look at the men who who fought in the Revolutionary War. They grabbed their muskets, they grabbed their they grabbed their powder bags, they grabbed everything they needed. And they went out there against incredible odds to fight the British, to secure America's freedom. And to guarantee our independence. We, the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice and domestic tranquility, fight for the common defense. I can't remember the whole thing. I tried to commit it to memory, but you get the idea. America was founded as a constitutional republic. Our constitution is the basis of laws, is the rule of law. And our men and women in the armed forces, they do an incredible job. And that's why I I call them my military family. Even though I'm a civilian now, all these many years later, I was uh, honorably discharged in 2007, but for the last 13 years, I have considered every man and woman serving in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard, my military family. The men and women who serve in the state defense forces across America, the states that have them, are also part of my military family. There's an old saying, family is not just by blood. And that's the truth. It's not just by blood. So keep that in mind. If you're on the fence and you're not sure what to do, a little suggestion that was given to me, something I I haven't shared, but... uh, I told a friend of mine 
just before I went to sign up with the New York Guard. I still don't know if I, I should or not. And he said, well, why don't you just pray about it? Ask God what you ask God for guidance. And I did. And my heart basically in my heart I knew I had to make the right choice. And to this day, I am so glad I made the right choice. I served with a great bunch of people. Some of them were a bit, com- a bit they, they were all a bunch, some of them were a bunch of comedians. And rightly so. But let's face the reality. Serving your country is more than just a paycheck. It's something you do from in here, from the heart. If you believe in our constitutional republic, if you believe that America is the strongest nation in the world, Think about why it's the strongest nation in the world. Because we have the strongest military in the world. You know, I've often said that uh, I wish I could go back and do it all over again. But you know what? I'm getting too old (laughs) and my body's just not cooperating. Between the arthritis, the back pain, and various other health issues, I don't think I'd be able to do the. I, I don't think I'd survive PT, much less, much less anything else. But uh, there are times, more often than not, when I think about going back and giving a few more years of service. Who knows? Before I'm 65, I may just do it. You never know. Now, if I can get this thing to scroll here, I'll be happy. Well, apparently... President Trump is blasting he's blasting Biden for calling NAFTA a mistake after he voted for it. <laughs> yes, and he did vote for it at the time when he was a senator. He doesn't know what's going on. Doesn't that doesn't, doesn't yeah, it's like clueless Positively clueless. Oh, yeah. Check this out, folks. President Trump basked in the glory of his opponent, Joe Biden, essentially handing him a win earlier on CNN by admitting that NAFTA was a mistake. Trump told Michiganers during a campaign rally Thursday that the Democratic nominee devoted his career to offshoring Michigan's jobs, outsourcing Michigan's factories, throwing open your borders, dragging us into endless foreign wars, and surrendering our children's future to China. 
speaking to a crowd in Freeland, Michigan, Trump pointed to the Biden interview with CNN's Jake Tapper. Tapper asked Biden which was better, the North American Free Trade Agreement, or NAFTA, or the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement, Trump's revamp of the previous agreement, uh, the former Veep, conceded that the USMCA is better than NAFTA. Hmm. Doesn't he deserve some credit for that, Tapper asked? It's better. USMCA is better than NAFTA. It is better than NAFTA, Biden said, but look at what the overall trade policy has been. Even with NAFTA, we now have this gigantic deficit in trade with Mexico, not because NAFTA wasn't made better, because overall trade policy and how he deals with it made everything worse. Biden said he didn't renegotiate the deal because there was a Republican Congress at the time. That wouldn't go along with it. He said he made a mistake. He doesn't know what's going on. They they were a little surprised to hear that they gave him a few chances, Trump said. President Trump continued, I have the distinct pleasure of running against the worst presidential candidate in presidential politics. Can you imagine if I lost to him? I'd have to say I lost to the worst candidate ever put up. Don't do that to me, Michigan. You better vote for me, Michigan. I gave you so many auto plants, he said. And I caught some of that. By the way, I did catch some of that uh, rally uh, uh, by watching it uh, through right-side broadcasting. Who boy, what a crowd. He had a whole slew of people there. Now, on Wednesday in Michigan, Biden also declared NAFTA's a mistake, despite the fact he voted for the Clinton-era trade agreement. The Democratic nominee was asked by Fox 2 in Detroit about Trump declaring NAFTA a failure. What I say to that is, number one, the Bush administration did not keep its commitment on NAFTA, number one, and it was a mistake, number one, he said before attacking Trump's claims that he brought manufacturing jobs to Michigan. Biden visited Michigan Wednesday for the first time since before the coronavirus pandemic, one day before Trump, he held a campaign event for roughly one dozen socially distant attendees. Joe Biden supported NAFTA, perhaps the worst trade deal in history. Biden supported China's entry into the World Trade Organization. At every opportunity, Joe Biden twisted his blade into the heart of Michigan workers, Trump continued. At every opportunity, Joe Biden twisted his blade into the hearts of Michigan workers. The only thing Joe Biden should be doing in Michigan is begging you to forgive him, he said. Trump faced a renewed pushback from officials, worried that his rallies are growing in size and flouting public health guidelines, 
intended to halt the COVID-19 spread. This week, the state of Nevada became the first to scuttle his plans for rallies initially set for Las Vegas and Reno. Michigan's Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer has also raised alarms about Thursday's event. In Michigan, Whitmer did not try to scuttle the rally, but warned that such events threaten all that sacrifice that we've made. If the rallies are like those he's held in recent days in other states, with lots of people close together without masks on, projecting their voices, I'm concerned about it. He said at a new, she said at a news conference Thursday morning. Now, this is not a partisan observation. We are in a public health crisis. We all want to get out of this public health crisis. It's going to take every one of us doing the right things to get out, to get out of it together, to make this as short as possible, she continued. Now, Trump hit back at, Whit- at Whitmer saying, It'd be better if you had a governor who knew what the hell she was doing, he told the crowd. (laughs) So Biden votes for NAFTA and then says it was a bad idea. And here we go with attacking Trump over crowd size again. But you know what? We have to get back to our original normal in this country. I really believe that. Um, Gunslinger, if, if, if Joe Biden is admitting that NAFTA was a mistake, do you think he, he, he said that off script, or do you think that was actually something that was in the teleprompter for him to read? Gun? Oh, gun. Where'd you go? Yeah, I had my mic muted. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, um, well, anything that Biden says, I mean, you know, I think he was a nutcase then, okay? So he's definitely a nutcase now. So, you know, he was the vice president of the United States. Wow. That's that's amazing by itself. But when he would say shit like that or – think it's a good deal. <laughs> wow. I don't know. You know, you got you got to question their their well, you got to question their mental capacity when it's making decisions like that. Oh uh, yeah. It, somebody needs to chase after him with a butterfly net. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. I mean. The the guys with the white coats and the butterfly nets definitely need to be following Biden around. No doubt in my mind about that one. Oh, one of the comments that I I missed with uh, from Cherokee Rose had to do with uh, with FreeTalk app. Cherokee Rose said, "I am laughing out loud, learning how to use FreeTalk." It's not that hard. Trust me. It's not that hard. I figured it out in like two minutes. There's a, there's a, 
amount of characters that you're limited to right now, but that may change later down the road as more people sign up. I hope. But even if it doesn't, you can still get your message out in multiple posts. You can say what you need to say in multiple posts if you have to. But the thing is, it's an alternative to Facebook. So, yeah, I'm still, in a lot of ways, I'm still learning, too. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a, it was a total breeze. I'm still trying to learn a few ins and outs, but I'm going to get the hang of it. And I got a feeling that Cherokee Rose will get the hang of it before I do. Gunslinger will get the hang of it before I do. I got a feeling everybody else around that signs up with it will get the hang of it a lot faster than I will. I'm not saying I'm a stupid person. I'm just, you know, I take it slow. Take it easy, you know. I just take it one step at a time. So this way I don't goof things up, you know. But getting back to Joe Biden, yeah, he voted for NAFTA, okay. He voted in favor of NAFTA. And I remember when the vote came out, and he was all happy, happy, joy, joy about voting for NAFTA and how it's, gonna, how it's going to help America. Boy, that was, that's out and out bullshit. Believe it. So, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't surprise me, though. California mail dumps prompt the United States Postal Service. Ouch. Hold on a second. God, I hate these auto start videos. They're a pain in the ass. Well, the California mail dumps prompt the United States Postal Service investigation. Now, postal investigators are looking into recent incidents in California in which bags of mail were found dumped in a parking lot and in a nearby alley for no discernible reason. The disturbing incidents in Glendale, about 10 miles north of downtown Los Angeles, occurred amid a national debate about the integrity of the nation's postal system just weeks ahead of a U.S. presidential election in which mail-in ballots are expected to play a significant role because of the coronavirus pandemic. After the, dump, after the dumped mail was discovered, Glendale police alerted U.S. Postal Service investigators because mishandling mail is, poten- is potentially a federal crime. The dumping in the parking lot of a 7Q spa laser and aesthetics was reported by the owner of the business, who had been alerted by one of her employees. That employee checked the shop's security camera footage, which showed a rental truck 
pulling into the parking lot and the mail being dumped. The employee called me and also sent the video with a bunch of United States Postal Service packages in the parking lot. Spa owner Lillian Sarbin had said, I saw the big budget rental truck in the video back up into the parking lot and one by one started dropping off the packages. Then I found out that this wasn't the first incident in the area. Glendale police later told Sorabian a similar pile of mail had been found in an alley a few blocks away from her business. It was so suspicious, the spot owner continued, it's not something that would be an accident dropping one or two boxes. It was a pile of huge, different size, unopened boxes Maybe there's something behind it, which I don't know what, but hopefully they will find out and prevent this from happening. A U.S. Postal Service spokesman, spokeswoman said that the agency does not com- comment on ongoing investigations. But postal officials told KABC-TV of Los Angeles that the truck driver was a contractor, not a Postal Service employee. The agency also told KCBS-TV of Los Angeles that all the discarded mail was picked up and would be delivered to the rightful recipients. Other mail-related incidents have sparked concerns around the country in recent weeks. Earlier this month, nearly 3,000 voters in Georgia filed complaints with election officials claiming their absentee ballots for the state's August 11 primary election were not delivered in time for them to vote, according to Atlanta's Fox 5. You know, I know that we talked about voter fraud on this broadcast on more than one occasion, but this was not a postal service employee. This was a contractor doing this. Okay. If I were the Postmaster General, the first thing I would do is I would consider looking at every single contractor that's contracted to the United States Postal Service. I'd start looking into their backgrounds a lot deeper than than when they first started. Okay? That's not to say that every contractor is crooked, but just as a precaution look into their backgrounds more deeply because something, you know, when you've got a contractor who's willing to take bags and bags of mail and packages galore and just dump them in a parking lot or dump them in a back alley, I'm sorry, but that contractor doesn't deserve to have a fucking job. That's, that's just, that's, it's, it's criminal. That's, that's, that's tampering with the United States mail, which is a felony. Gunslinger, what do you think, brother? Well, that person that was dumping it should be brought up on federal charges. Of course. Yeah, like you said, that's, uh, that's a felony. That's a federal felony to tamper with the U.S. mail. Um, even destroy a mailbox on your, at your road up here. That is a felony. That's a federal felony. 
to vandalize a post office box, mailbox, okay? So if it's a felony to do that, go out there and beat your fucking mailbox up, then this, yeah, they need to throw the book at this son of a bitch. There ain't no doubt about that. I mean, that's that's inexcusable. You know, and what's the private contractor doing with the U.S. mail? That'll be interesting. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that would be interesting because I'm, I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around the idea that, okay, a contractor with a rental truck is going is is, is handling U.S. mail. Why? Doesn't the United States Postal Service have their own trucks? Don't they have their own drivers? Okay. Hell, they, they got their own goddamn airplanes. Okay. They fly <laughs> yeah. mail all over the country. Okay. So, why do they need a private contractor for? I mean, if that's the case, then we need to fucking defund the fucking the mail service. I mean, they got all this money to go out there and, and get private contractors and all this shit. Then obviously they don't need all this money, do they? If they got money to burn. Uh, that's supposed to be within the fed, uh, within the post office, postal department. Okay, they're supposed to be handling that mail, not some fucking Joe Schmuck out here. The oil just a contractor, but uh, a lot of these people are doing this now. I, I've I've noticed it. Uh, I've I've ordered a couple of things from Walmart, and the package says uh, it's it's handed off to the U.S. post office. Huh? I thought it was UPS. But well, it comes up there and winds up in the mailbox over here, in my mailbox. Okay, so they're not the only one doing it. <clears throat> no, and and okay, I, like if the United States Postal Service is getting a package handed off to them by, say, United Parcel Service, UPS, or FedEx, that's one thing. Because these companies, they are they're bonded. They have to be when when dealing with packages like that, and they have a lot of these companies do have you know a standing agreement with the United States Postal Service. They they get paid for their for their uh, for their work, but they still have a you know a, a standing agreement. Um, like prime example, I ordered from Amazon. The uh, power supply for the not the power supply, the AC adapter for the Alienware computer that's got information and data trapped on it for what I do on this broadcast. Stuff that I can't recreate, and a lot of stuff that I can't find uh, because I didn't store it on the uh, external hard drive that I had or had at the time, uh, the one that I had was only a 500 gigabyte drive. I now have a two terabyte drive. Same company, same size and everything as the 500 gig, but it's a two terabyte. Which, by the way, that's what, that's what the business computer I'm broadcasting with has, a two terabyte hard drive. So I took a lot of the the stuff that was on this computer, pictures, documents, videos, and stuff, and 
stored them on the external drive, leaving just a, a bare minimum of stuff for the broadcast. I took documents, pictures, and videos off of the desktop computer in my bedroom and stored them on this two-terabyte hard drive, and I've still got more than a terabyte and a half to go. So basically, you know, I ordered this, uh, this, this uh, device. It's in transit. It should be arriving sometime tomorrow. The second that sucker gets here, I'm going to be plugging it in, turning it on, and seeing what the fuck is in there and transferring a lot of stuff to the two-terabyte hard, external hard drive I have because it's stuff that I need. And once I clear the hard drive of all that stuff and once it's stored on the external hard drive, I'll wipe, I'll erase, I'll delete all the stuff that's on the hard drive of that computer and then turn around and utilize that computer to do some of the things I've tried to do with this one and can't. Although... uh, Unfortunately, there's one big minor, one big minor, huge, take it any which way you like, issue there. This computer hasn't been updated by Microsoft in a very long time. I've got a sinking feeling that the second I turn this sucker on and it gets warmed up and everything, the Fucking updates are going to fly off the handle. And then I'll be using that computer as the clip computer here in in the studio. Because it's a lot faster than the laptop I'm running with. But, you know, that's kind of a given. Um... But I ordered this thing from Amazon, and it's being shipped by, it's strictly being shipped by the United States Postal Service. So am I concerned that some contractor is going to get a hold of it, and it's going to get dumped somewhere after reading this story? Fucking A. So... The, the Postal Service better get its shit together and start, you know, looking at these contractors and saying, uh, excuse me, but we are now going to require that you scan every, every package, every, everything you, you take, and you're going, to have, you're, you're going to be held accountable for every piece of mail and every package on your truck. It doesn't get to it doesn't get to us. You will be held accountable, and you face the you face the possibility of mail of tampering with the U.S. mail, which is a fel a federal felony, and that's that's some serious jail time. Matter of fact. Let's see here. Hold on a second. 
penalty for tampering with the U.S. mail. Well, 18 U.S. United States Code, Section 1708, theft or receipt of stolen mail matter generally. Okay, that's not quite what I'm looking for. I was looking for tampering with the U.S. mail. Okay, what is considered tampering with U.S. mail? Now, the the definition of tampering in this context is theft, destruction, and defacement of a piece of mail, a letter, postal card, package, box, or bag from a private mailbox, collection box, postal worker, or mail truck is classified as tampering, as classified as mail tampering. Now, most people understand that it's illegal to open mail that's not addressed to them. Initially, opening, intercepting, or hiding someone else's mail is a felony crime of mail theft. It comes with some heavyweight penalties, including five years incarceration in a federal prison. So if you're tampering with the United States mail... Uh, you're facing some serious jail time. Okay? So, that's what I, with these contractors, they got, (laughs) no pun intended, but the post office needs to lay down the law. Hard. Am I right or wrong, Don? Well, yeah. Stupid enough to do that, lose the mail and damage and all that stuff. But like I said, there's people out there that don't give a fuck. <clears throat> they they uh, they consider prison their second home. So what the fuck? I'm already a felon. Why not? You know what, what else are you gonna do to me? Shoot me? Oh well, yeah. You know <clears throat> there's been many of instances where you know packages have been stolen right off the fucking front doorstep. They caught it on surveillance cameras many times. So these people are pretty bold. I mean they. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And, and and to see contractors doing this, okay, to see this happen, all right, where you, you've got a, you know, you've got a contractor who's taking government. Property because the mail is government property until it gets to your hands, and just dumping it like that, yeah, that person should be thrown and thrown under the jail. Never mind in jail. So I, I don't know. There, there, there's a fine line here that that should never be crossed, and unfortunately. Uh, there are people who cross that line, and when it comes to the to the post office, there shouldn't be tampering with, with the mail, but there is. And it's not just the contractors. There are people out there who will go through your mailbox 
if you're still getting a physical check. And by the way, there are people who still get physical checks from Social Security to this day. They still get a physical check from the Treasury Department for that. And there are people who have had their, their Social Security checks stolen right from their mailbox. When I was when I was a kid growing up, <clears throat> you know, we had a, a really cool mailman. His name was Brian, and you know, he would always talk with us and everything. You know, he always got his route done on time and everything. But he always took the time to you know talk with the people on the route every, whenever possible. And uh, one day, he left the mail. And about an hour later, mom sent me out to, you know, to get the mail from the mailbox. I opened the door, and there's this guy. I don't know who he was, but he's reaching into, he's getting ready to, he's got the mailbox door lifted up. And and I'm like, what are you doing? He he saw me standing in the door, and he ran off the porch. He took off. I grabbed the mail from the mailbox. I ran inside with it, and I told my mother what had happened. And she's like, great. After that, a little padlock got put on that mailbox to guarantee that that, that kind of stunt would happen again. But when you've got people that are brazen enough to go up on your porch and, t- and try and steal the mail right out of your mailbox, uh... In today's society, you can get you can get shot for that shit. But a house owner, I mean, the homeowner will look. If you're standing on their porch and you're trying to steal their mail, uh, you better make sure they ain't got a gun in the house. Now. When I when I ordered when I got the ink for my printer, you know, I'll give you a great example of that. I didn't know it was delivered until I saw that you know I got the notification that it had been delivered, and it was delivered by the postal service. Only they didn't leave it at my door; they put it in my mailbox. The package was small enough where it fit in the mailbox. I'm not used to that shit because the, the the mailbox I had at my previous address was half the size of this one. So, I don't know. Gunslinger, I, I think society as a whole is is letting some of these stories about uh, mail-in ballots and voter fraud and stuff uh, dictate a lot of actions that are criminal. I truly believe that that's the case. You know what I'm saying? Well, with all that, it doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, no telling. You know, they're after all kinds of shit. They're either after something that they know there's something probably valuable in there. Hell, it could be a box of rocks. But again, it could be voter, you know, information. Uh, these people, you know, like I said, when they're criminals, when they do this kind of shit. They don't give a damn who you are. They don't give a damn if, you, if that's your Social Security check. They don't give. They don't give a damn. Okay, that's the problem. Okay, and they'll just do it anyway. 
You know, just like that, those two idiots that took the kids' magma hat, okay? Fucking idiots. I mean, just, it's, it's society has has gone completely down the toilet. Right, swoosh, swoosh. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <clears throat> it's like, and the way goes troubles down the drain. Flush. That's that, that's what society has has de-evolved into, a flushable society. I know that's that's kind of a harsh way to put it, but it's the truth. You know, I'm I, my my biggest concern is for the people who tune into this broadcast. You know, the people across America that are honest, hardworking Americans that. You know, they just want to have a normal life. They want to have a peaceful life. They want to be able to enjoy life to the fullest. And the best way to do that is to be good to one another. You know? But at the same time, remember that there are some pretty fucked up people out there. Look at Antifa and BLM. Look at what they did last su- this past Sunday to elderly folks at a restaurant. Woman goes up to the table, drinks the guy's drink. Another one is, sm- is taking the glasses and knocking them off the table and smashing them on the sidewalk. You got another. You got one guy hitting a, bis- a guy carrying his bicycle in the side of the head with a megaphone, and immediately after that. He gets hit in the back of the head with a, with a skateboard. Good thing he was wearing a fucking helmet. This is the kind of people in, in our society right now that are turning this country into a fucking pile of shit. America, we, you, we all need to, to do what we can. We need to stand up and, and be... And, 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 Take these fuckers that are that are doing all this stupid shit and make them accountable. It's just that simple. We need to make sure that people are accountable for their actions. You know? You know how the Democrats said of, of President Trump, no one is above the law? Well, guess what? That includes Antifa and BLM. And the Democrats in the Senate and the Congress, no one is above the law, and they should be held accountable to the same laws and standards in our society that you and I are held to. It's, it's not rocket science. You know, I mean, Gunslinger, you and I, we talk about, we, we talk about a lot of different stuff, you know, over the years. We've covered, we, we talk about a lot of different stories, talk about a lot of different issues. And the one thing that, that, that I've come away with in all our conversations over the years is that we, see, we don't see things in absolutes. We don't see things as black and white. We see things... As they're, as they're as they're as they're presented to us, there is no gray area. If you commit a crime, you're a criminal. 
If you stop somebody from committing a crime or hurting somebody, you're a hero. Or is it just me? It's not you. That's the way, unfortunately, it is today. Um, right's wrong, wrong's right. You know, it's all fucked up. But, you know, people just doesn't want to stand up to try to do these things, but eventually they're going to have to. They're going to have to stand up. I mean, because the alternative is not a good thing, uh, especially if if Sleepy Joe and Camel Toe characters get into that, into that office. You know, this country's fucked. Okay. Financially, physically, and probably even civil war, I imagine. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Well, Gunslinger, we're just about out of time here in the broadcast. I want to take this opportunity to, to say a, a heartfelt thank you to you for uh, staying with me. And, um, of course, tomorrow night at a special start time of 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central and 6 Pacific Time, Firefox News Online will be on the air for its annual 9-11 memorial broadcast. And uh, Gunslinger, I truly hope that you'll join me for that. And uh, Cherokee Rose, I hope that you'll join me as well. Uh, Always a pleasure to have you uh, watching by way of Periscope.tv. And, of course, all of you who are watching and listening by archives, it is truly a blessing to have you tune in. So... Again, Cherokee Rose, thank you for tuning in. Gunslinger, you you as well. And one last thing real quick before I, I call this a broadcast. Folks, I want you to think about Election Day. We are at a crossroads in this country. So please, if you can get to the polling places and vote come November, do it. Get out and vote. If you've got to stand in line and, and wait your turn patiently, do that. Hell, what I, what, what, you know what I would do? I'd bring a folding chair with me. And every time the line starts to move, I'd take that folding chair and I'd fold it up real quick, move along, move along. As soon as we stop, drop that chair down and sit down on my tuchus. And if anybody says, why did you bring a folding chair? I tell them, because I don't want to stand on my two feet all this time. Arthritic knees, you know. But do whatever it takes and get out and vote. All right, America, we're out of here. Have a good one, everybody. And we'll catch you on the special edition of Firefox News Online for the 9-11 Memorial at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, and 6 Pacific Time. September 11, 2020. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. You can catch the links to Firefox News Online's broadcast by going to facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. For the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Networks.
Hey, we'd like to hear from you. So send your comments to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, any stories or topic ideas you might have, we'd like to hear from you. Send to we report at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's we report at firefoxnewsonline.com. Again, thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you so much for being here. We'll catch you next time. That's all, folks. So let it be written. So let it be done. Hey.